heart, soul, mind, and strength. These are the four dimensions of human health. This is where growth happens, and it's addicting. Welcome to the Growth Junkies Podcast. Welcome to the Growth Junkies Podcast. My name is Kent. I'm one of the hosts of our special time together. <laughs> this is Ben Boast joining me. He's Hello, my co-host. Everybody. Ben is here. He's happy to be here. And yes. we are going to talk about something you don't normally hear two dudes talk about. <laughs> the subject of this particular episode of the Growth Junkies is vulnerability. Yeah, sounds like a bad TV show. It does. We should start a TV show and call it Two Vulnerable Guys <laughs> and a Pizza Shop or something. Because um, I, I don't know about this, but our female listeners probably are like, oh, interesting. I'd love to hear what two guys have to say about vulnerability. <laughs> so Ben and I both married and for a long, long time. And I don't know about you, Ben, but my wife loves vulnerability and would love even more from it, from me. And mm. so I have learned how to be more vulnerable, but I would say straight up, it isn't natural for me as a guy. It's not a normal skill. So this is something I've learned about the last several years yeah. and would say I'm more vulnerable today than I used to be. You are probably a little more familiar with it. I was probably too vulnerable mm. in earlier stages. I was vulnerable without wisdom. <laughs> it would be the way I would say it. Okay. Share uh, TMI, too much information, too oversharing just about life, probably in some of my relationships. Um, and that could be that can create challenges. Yeah, you could actually sure. overshare. And I, it, it could be off putting to people. Sure. You have to have the right kind of settings to be able to uh, to do that with others. Mm-hmm. But here's what I would say about vulnerability. I think in the format of personal development and growth and interestingly enough, in a lot of my coaching sessions that I have with clients right now, uh, when they're going through the four dimensions, this is a highly requested subject. It gets requested very often. And what I would say about vulnerability, I I think it is the, it is the superpower of growth and development. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because where do you, you can't go anywhere if you don't have a starting point and Mm -hmm. how do you identify what those starting points are? Right. There has to be vulnerability. Yeah. And I think it's, um, it's actually a topic that's becoming more popular to talk about. People are more open about this because they're realizing we need it. It's essential. But the problem is it's so scary, right? It's scary. And, and so I think we do need to talk about what I will call the balancing act of vulnerability Mm. because it is possible I mean, the reality is um, when you form relationships with people, um, you might scare them away if the first time you go and get coffee, you tell them your most embarrassing moments, <laughs> right? It's just yeah. it's just like, hey, and this is, this is when I smell the worst, and this is, you know, <laughs> when I'm the silliest and the loudest, and I just think that you could really scare people away, and so there's a little bit of like putting the toe in the water, and then somebody else puts a toe in the water, and you sort of like... You have to find that sort of balance in regards to how vulnerable should I be and when. And there's certain – the challenging thing is it takes a certain type of relationship for for profitable vulnerability to take place. Mm-hmm. You have to have two people that are, are pursuing what I would call a, a relationship of virtue or a relationship of goodness where they're developing and they're wanting mm-hmm. to grow. I mean, some people just don't have relationships like that or they're not interested in it. They have a friendship of utility with someone. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe not a great place for vulnerability to show up. Is it, there's a, And I wouldn't say that that's necessarily a healthy kind of friendship either. Or friendships of pleasure. Uh, I'm using a structure from, uh, from Aristotle. 
on on this a, a, a structure of friendship that he has mm. so or he had in his Neomachian ethics so the, the reality is like there has to be a, a, a right kind of setting for vulnerability to take place mm-hmm. and people have to be in agreement on where we're trying to go yeah exactly I mean also it depends on the context and the situation right so if you're at work and it's a team meeting and you're talking about the business plan for next year might not be the right time to open up about all the stuff going on in your life right (laughs) so you you have to use discretion you know discretion is required of course but I think what we're longing for as people and I'll speak for myself is a longing here for openness honesty transparency which is really the essence of vulnerability to be able to have a place where you can be safe, right? To be able to talk about real things, to feel like there's people who know you know what you're going through, understand you without judgment, you know, mm. without criticism. Yeah. And I think a lot of people live in, in a place of isolation where they feel like they don't have anybody they can go to. And so I remember reading a stat that uh, half of Americans, half don't have a single person they can honestly turn to in a crisis. Mm. In other words, half of the people out there, maybe half of our growth junkies or more, don't have any honest, open, transparent, vulnerable relationships. So I think a lot of people are requesting this in coaching, for example, because they realize they need it. They desperately need it, but they don't know how to find it or how to form it. Yeah, and there's a lot of it that's familiarizing yourself with what it is. I think at a basic level, at least in my experience with with folks as I'm working with them, is trying to create some substantial definition around what are these things. It's mm-hmm. like picking up a tool out of a toolbox and going, okay, what's this called and how do you use it? Mm-hmm. And vulnerability is one of those things. And the the byproducts of of understanding vulnerability and having it in good relationships is is critical and very valuable. Mm-hmm. as a tool. Yeah. In fact, um, I don't think you can have a really deep relationship with anybody without vulnerability. Right. It's a critical ingredient. Yeah. And so if number one, if relationships are essential for thriving in life, if that, if we agree on that, mm-hmm. and I think it is the most important thing, mm-hmm. relationships, then what is the most important vital part of that relationship? I would have to say, if I had to hang my hat on something, it's, it's vulnerability because mm. that's intimacy. You can't create intimacy with people if you're not vulnerable with one another. I mean, we do live in a world, let's be honest about it, where we, either because of some trauma or some negative experiences or the way that we were raised, sort of have our guards up. So call it your guards, call it your hedge, call it your walls. We all have them. And we're very slow to drop them, to let them down, probably because of something that happened or because of some conditioning that has been created in our lives because of the way we expect to be treated or people to respond. So the only way to find out honestly is to drop a little vulnerability bomb in a conversation. You know what I mean? (laughs) Where it's like, I'm going to share a little something about me that feels scary. You know, that I'm, I'm I'm a little worried about how you're going to take it and how you're going to respond to it, but I'm going to try it just to sort of see how you respond to it. And so one of the, the keys to really developing vulnerability is not to jump in head first, but to put your toe in the water by dropping a little vulnerability bomb in a conversation. And that would be, hey, here's something true about me. Here's something that 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 happened to me. And without divulging everything about me, right. here's something. And then you sort of gauge. And, and this is what we say. The person opposite of you or the people opposite of you either lean in to that mm-hmm. like they're interested mm-hmm. or they pull away and sort of shut down and lean out. 
and you can almost gauge whether somebody is safe and willing to go there with you Mm -hmm. based upon whether they lean in or lean out. Because some people like you've experienced this, Ben, you have been vulnerable and said something or shared something and they leaned out. They're like, I'm out. This is way too much. You know, I don't really want to do this. And so a lot of people will check out and that's scary knowing that that can happen. And it, it would go back to what I said earlier. I think there was a desire for vulnerability and for closeness in relationship in my earlier days. And I, I wasn't very wise. I didn't know how to select the relationships well. Mm-hmm. And to go back to something that you were, you were hinting at earlier in your comments about um, finding those right relationships, but the key is trust. Mm-hmm. And we live in a society right now that trust is very, very oh, low across the board. Yeah. Like we have just the sense of who you can trust and how far can you trust them. And that is a, that is a key thing. Mm-hmm. But we are kind of desensitized in a, in a sense to finding trusting relationships. Yeah. And see, here's the thing. We do live in a highly distrusting environment. This world is nuts. And so there's good reason to have our walls built up high. And have our guards up. Absolutely good reason to do so. But here's the problem with that. How are we going to form those kind of relationships if we don't ever let the guards down? Yeah. And so I would offer trust probably before it was warranted sometimes. I would like mm-hmm. assume that there was trust in the relationship that mm-hmm. that people were interested in carrying and handling these things the same way that I was. Mm-hmm. And and in reality, it, it was personality wiring. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm wired that way to, to kind of go there, mm-hmm. but that can work against you. You get well. burned. Yeah. You, you can't. And here's the reality. Vulnerability. You can be burned if you're vulnerable. It's a risk you're willing to take. Right. So let me throw out the definition. I looked up the definition of this word vulnerability, and here's what the dictionary says. Vulnerability is the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed either physically or emotionally. That sounds pretty scary. (laughs) Exposing yourself to the possibility of being attacked or harmed. It's like showing the sensitive parts of your lives, knowing that they could be used against you. That's terrifying, which is why Ben and I were opposites this way. I, I wouldn't be vulnerable for most of my adult life. I would never be vulnerable. I'd only show my strongest parts. Because I suspected if I did that, I'd be stabbed. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. I would be attacked. I would be harmed. Mm-hmm. And I became so distrusting of other people that I would only have my guards up and only have my walls up because I just thought that they would hurt me if I exposed myself. So we went. Through, I went through a major transformation in my life in which I realized I needed vulnerability and I had to do it if I was going to survive. Mm. So out of pure necessity, out of just survival instincts, I became vulnerable and it was mm-hmm. the most terrifying thing, honestly, to be able to open up and start sharing my, my life and how, how screwed up I felt and how awful I was in the sense of how I was dealing with my, my trauma mm-hmm. and my heartache. And I could have been destroyed in that moment, but I experienced something I didn't expect. I actually experienced acceptance. Mm-hmm. I experienced safety. I experienced um, kindness mm-hmm. and grace, as mm-hmm. you call it. And uh, that was life changing for me because it it, it revolutionized how I perceive this thing called vulnerability because I realized it is scary, but sometimes you get what you do desire back. Yeah. And it's worth the risk because for every person that runs away or pulls away or Mm -hmm. leans away from you, there's another person that runs to you and leans in. And that's where you make real friendships. Yeah. Real intimacy is achieved. So, I, and here's the reality: I've come to the point where I realize I would rather have five 
really close, vulnerable friendships than a mm. hundred shallow ones mm. where we never talk about real things, where I do not feel known and I don't know them. Mm. I would choose the five any day. So I, I embrace this new way of life of vulnerability because it's essential and it's critical. And I think people are starving for this, yeah. but they don't know how to create it. And so we should talk a little bit about how do we create vulnerability yeah. in our lives? Yeah. How do we, how do we get it? there? Yeah. Because I think the tendency is, is to not be vulnerable. And so actually, I think that the natural tendency is for you might be a little different because you, you, you have a natural desire, you know, since you were younger to be vulnerable to your detriment and it costs you. But I think a lot of people, and I don't know what the numbers would be. A lot of people start from the opposite perspective. Right. And I, my perception is a lot of people are not vulnerable and refuse to be more than ever because we live in a very dangerous world. Yeah. Cancel culture. Yes. If something gets exposed or if something is is not appreciated or liked or it's against that that you can have that happen and mm -hmm. and that kind of mentality seeps down from media even into how people conduct their lives. Yeah. You know, and I, it's always interesting to me how you and I have different uh vantage points that we come from in our experiences toward these things because um like I would be that person who who was okay in opening up and and being vulnerable. Because my my mindset, I'm going, everybody's screwed up, right? They just don't want to talk about it. Mm. Like if we're truly honest about our brokenness and the reality of what's going on in our lives, if it was all on the table, it's mm -hmm. there. So why are you going to hide it? Why are you going to put up some kind of front that like, like that it doesn't exist? And the interest. So I would I would lean into relationships with that assumption, and it's like until we get that on the table, we really can't have a relationship, right? It's like, cause I'm not seeing the real authentic person that's dealing with the mm. stuff in their life and the, and the brokenness in the background that they have. So for you is like cutting to the chase and I just want to find out, is this a friendship worth pursuing? Yeah. It's like, all right, <laughs> you know, let's just get to, let's just get to it. Okay. I, yeah. mean, I mean, how much longer are we going to dance around yeah. the reality that you got stuff, I got stuff. And if we're going to have a relationship, that's going to be the best place where we could actually know one another. Yeah. And the interesting thing that I've learned over time about vulnerability is, is it actually creates a sort of protection for you in life. As risky as it feels hmm. to be exposed or to have those things out there, it's like when there's nothing to attack, what does someone attack? It's like, here you go. Here's all of it. Mm -hmm. What do you want to do with it? Yeah, my growing up, my dad had a phrase. Um, so my father was a pastor and had little chunks of wisdom that come out of him, you know. <laughs> and one thing he used to say was, you can't hurt a dead man. Yeah. And so in some ways, it's kind of like the more open we live and the more honest we are, you have nothing to hide. Yeah. So when you have nothing to hide, it's like, what are you going to do to me? There's nothing you don't, don't know about me. <laughs> you know, there's no secrets. I don't think to lie about or conceal from you. And so in a way, you're saying it's almost more free. And I've had this term that's been kind of floating around for me about developing healthy armor, right? The kind mm. of things that protect you that are actually built out of health. I think vulnerability is one of those components to healthy armor in, mm -hmm. and it's not like you're in a war in relationships in life, but like the scripture says, guard your heart for it's the wellspring of life. Yeah. There is a way to protect your vitality, mm -hmm. your ability to experience a deep sense of meaning and life and uh, with love as that critical element and I think one of those components to healthy armor is vulnerability. Yeah. And you said the word earlier, and I, I agree with you. You said wisdom. You mm -hmm. know, you said you lacked perhaps the wisdom in how <laughs> to be vulnerable. And I think you're right. I think there's foolish vulnerability where it's like the fool, you know, just 
just lays it all out there and they're kind of like the naked fool, mm-hmm. you know, who, who just puts it all out there and it's too much. Mm-hmm. There's no discretion. There's no awareness, you know, and out of context, you know, but then there's also the wise, vulnerable person who uses discretion in how and when and where to share those things, but nevertheless does it. So here's the thing. Um, you cannot be a wise, vulnerable person if you're not vulnerable. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and to be fair to this conversation, I did find some very key relationships through that process. There were some hurtful ones, mm-hmm. but there were some really key ones as well. And one ended up being uh, the man that was the best man in my wedding mm-hmm. when I got married. And and he he's still a close friend to this day. Mm-hmm. I will actually see him later this week. Uh, he's uh, 30 years my senior. Mm. And so I, I did find relationships. Most of them tended to be with people a little older than me. A little more seasoned. They've been through this. Yeah, stuff who understood, had wisdom, could carry yeah. some of the things that I was talking about. The yeah. more challenging ones were when you tried to do it in your own age group. And yeah. I don't know that that's necessarily an issue with vulnerability per se. I think mm-hmm. there are some people who are in your age group as peers who can carry those things. Mm-hmm. Just in my experience, it tended to be with some people who had a little bit more to, uh, like rotations or times trips around the block, I guess is what I'm looking for. Yeah. You know, they had more experience. So let me ask you, was it worth it? Was it worth the risk? The risk that you took knowing that some betrayed you, some didn't work out well, others did. Do you think it was worth it overall? Yeah. It's, being vulnerable? I, I would. Yeah. It's a hundred percent worth it. I have yeah. lifelong friendships as a result of it. Right. Friendships where some of those folks would look back and say, you really challenged me in this area and it, mm-hmm. and it caused them to grow. But then mm-hmm. the growth that I experienced was them being able to, to walk with me through some things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't think, I honestly don't think we can find relationships at that level without it. Yeah. And I heartily agree. That was me. I was that guy who just wouldn't go there, you know, and was scared to go there and mm-hmm. wasn't willing to take the risk. But you know, I was left with no friendships, mm. no real relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's where I found myself a few years ago mm-hmm. where I didn't, I didn't think people cared about me. And I realized because I never was vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I didn't open up with them. So if you don't take the risk, there's no reward. Right. You've heard the statement about high risk, high reward. Mm-hmm. So it is with vulnerability. The more risk you're willing to take with vulnerability, the reward is immense. And, and to your point, Ben, it's worth it. It's worth the risk. And so I, I'll tell you, there's a concept I think we need to talk about here. And it was one that helped me become vulnerable. And it was a concept I learned about hurt and harm. Hmm. So the idea, the distinction between the two, I didn't know there really was one until it was pointed out to me. Hmm. Uh, but hurt and harm are not the same thing. The reality is someone can love you, be there for you, care deeply about you, and they can hurt you. Right. But just because it hurts doesn't mean it's harmful. Mm. Someone who genuinely cares about you, you know, uh, is probably not wanting to harm you. So uh, you have to distinguish between the two of those. And so if if this is a risk you're taking to be exposed to attack or even to harm, either physically or emotionally, you open yourself up. Here's the reality. You're going to get hurt. If you're vulnerable, you're mm. going to get hurt because if you're receptive and you're open and you're honest and you're transparent, mm. you're going to get hurt. But the question is, is it hurt or is it harm? If it's hurt, it helps. Mm. Harm destroys. And so 
uh, there's a lot of examples of this. I think of like going to the gym, you know, you, you, you get sore, you know, you've got to physically exercise and it hurts, mm-hmm. you know, the next day, but it actually helps you, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to go and like, you know, pull out a ligament or something, then it's harm. You're mm-hmm. actually destroying yourself. Yeah. You know, like medical treatment oftentimes hurts, you know, we, I broke my leg and the treatment was painful <laughs> <laughs> and the recovery has been painful. Mm-hmm. You know, the physical therapy, that's all painful stuff, but you've got to go through that. It, the, the hurt helps mm-hmm. and it's necessary. So I think if you can sort of change your perspective on not being willing to be hurt, I think a lot of people insulate themselves and say, I just don't want to get hurt. I don't want to get hurt. Well, then you're never going to have real relationship then because honestly, real relationship involves hurt because you're honest with one another. You challenge one mm-hmm. another. You hold each other accountable. You share the hard stuff. You weep with one another. You mm-hmm. rejoice with one another. That's a heavy burden to carry. Mm-hmm. Relationships can be heavy burdens. But it's well worth it because the hurt helps. Well, I think you bring up an interesting perspective talking about it. When you used all those physical examples, mm-hmm. there's other people involved. Right. Like working out, sure, you can do a lot of that yourself. But I don't know mm-hmm. a person who works out who hasn't at some point hired a trainer, mm-hmm. watched a video, looked for information to kind of get better. I'm going to hurt myself. I'm going to tear my muscles to try to allow them to rebuild back mm-hmm. up. I want to do it in a way that is profitable. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with the repair of your broken leg. Right. You had others that needed to be involved that were experts mm-hmm. <laughs> who came alongside you to help you heal. Right. And I think that's a critical piece because I, I appreciate this concept, this difference between harm and hurt. I don't personally know how, how well I understand it. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I referenced earlier my, my wiring and my personality. When I go through hurt and struggle, there's a kind of residue that mm-hmm. stays on my soul that doesn't go away very easily. Mm-hmm. And, and I haven't figured out what to do with that yet in my life. Mm-hmm. Like it's it, my mind saying one thing, my spirit and my heart is saying another thing. And, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's listeners out there like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want it to go away, but right. it just won't go away. Yeah. There's kind of a lingering pain or right. ache right. Uh, that just never sometimes goes away. Yeah. And I wonder, that's a great question. I mean, I, like I asked my wife about childbirth. Mm. I was there for all three of my kids being Mm. born and Mm. I can tell you it's pretty painful. Just, just watching, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and she would tell you it's pretty painful and yet would say it's totally worth it. Mm. You know, it's sort of, I think of like in Hebrews where it says, you know, about Jesus, like for the joy in front of him, he went to the cross, Mm. he endured the shame, Mm. you know, and the pain, Mm -hmm. like there's something that makes it worthwhile. And so I wonder, Ben, and I think it is complex. I don't think it's just abundantly simple, but I think the distinction is important because I wonder if something sticks in there, like there's a residue, I would want to know like the situation, like who, who, who caused it? What, what was created? Was that person really loving you? Was that person really in your life and committed to you and is still in your life? Chances are, if if they were, they cared about you, um, it probably wouldn't feel like residue. It would feel like, wow, that's that's love is what that is. Like mm-hmm. they care about me. They, they told me the hard things. They did the hard thing in my life and mm-hmm. it was painful. But honestly, I, I don't ref- look at that the same way because we're friends. We still love each other. But then there's people who who hurt you know, right. but it becomes harmful. And I think it's the harm that's the residue. There's harm in your soul. There's harm in your spirit. Because I feel like if it's genuine hurt by someone who loves you, the thing with my hurt, like my leg, it hurt. And the doctors operated, you know, and the physical therapists helped me get better. They inflicted hurt on my body, <laughs> you know, but I know their intentions. 
And so I don't hold anything against them because I know that they were working to make me better. Right. You know, um, versus the bully who punched me, you know, when I was in junior high and that hurt, he wasn't looking out for me. It wasn't his best intention. That was harm. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's about the intentions of the other person. And right. so when the, I don't hold any residue in my spirit towards the doctors and the physical therapists working right. on me, right. but I hold harm residue in my spirit towards the bully who punched me in junior high. So th- th- there's a real thing here that I think we're struggling with. And I think the nuance needs to be made here mm. that if there's residue in your spirit that still, it just continues to ache and hurt. Yeah. Maybe that's harm. It's just harm that was inflicted. I don't know. Only you can answer that. Only the growth junkies listening can answer that. Right. But I feel like really hurt, just because something hurts doesn't mean it's bad. And it doesn't mean that because they, they don't like you or yeah. because they're trying to inflict harm on you. Right. So I had to change my perspective because I didn't want to get hurt, period. And I viewed opening up as hurtful. Anytime I open up, it's going to be used against me and it's puts it makes me vulnerable. Mm. And even having that conversation is difficult. You know, it's painful for me, mm-hmm. but then I realized actually it's good. It's a good pain. Mm-hmm. It's a good pain. There's such a thing as a good hurt, right? right? Yeah. There's a good hurt. Yeah. And so I, I look back on that now and I'm really grateful for the times of hurt in my life because I would say those relationships got stronger. You know, they've said like sometimes conflict, when you work through conflict with other people, um, if you do it right, mm-hmm. it makes the relationship stronger. Yeah, for sure. I feel like it's kind of like that. When, when you may, you're vulnerable with somebody else and, and they walk with you through it and they, they say the hard thing or do the hard thing, but they're there for you and they stay with you. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I think you become closer. I think you, you bond. So I think we can bond through our hurt. Mm-hmm. There's a reality there. So right. I feel like hurt is almost a necessary part of being vulnerable, being willing to be hurt. Because I think vulnerability is not just about, you know, being happy and, 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 and having a good time, you know, <laughs> I think vulnerability is about sharing the hard stuff, yeah, carrying the deep burdens and being willing to to go through the painful things with other people. Well, and because of the work we do, what you're saying, I've seen so many times the benefits yeah. of this. When people are given a space to share things they've never shared before with anyone. Right. And I've seen this done in formats where groups of people don't even know one another. Mm-hmm. And the relief that comes to them yeah. when they are when they're finally able to talk about some of those things and they open up in a in an environment that they is trusting that can carry what it is that they're going to share mm-hmm. and they and they do it and there's this level of relief. It's like yeah. it's like people piling rocks in the corner. Mm. They're just taking them off and stacking them. Yeah. And it's amazing to watch what happens to people. It's um, so we talk a little bit about Dr. Townsend and we had Henry cloud on our podcast Mm -hmm. previously. And so I studied under Dr. Townsend. And one of the things he says, one of those nuggets is that grief is the pain that cures all other pains. Mm -hmm. So it's painful. Mm -hmm. Acknowledge it's, it's very painful, but actually it it cures the other pains. I would say with vulnerability, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. So, the, the the bearing of burdens or the opening up and sharing is scary and painful and risky, hard, but it's so worth it to your point. It's worth it because what you gain is freedom. Yeah. If like if there's a door to the house of growth, yeah. vulnerability is that door. Absolutely. And inside there are all these other rooms yeah. like grief yeah. or just different things that are present in yeah. that in those spaces, the ability to process as a skill. Right. In many ways, there's aspects of this conversation we've had here mm-hmm. where we were we were partaking in process. Mm-hmm. 
and we were going back and forth and, and working something out. That is a skill and an art that people can learn in growth and development that is is highly profitable to their to their yeah. maturity. So the question is, is what you gain worth the pain? Mm. And I would say with vulnerability, absolutely it is. Mm. It is worth the risk. It is worth the cost. It is worth the pain and the fallout because what you gain is so much more valuable. I mean, Brene Brown has made a career out of this. Right. She's all about vulnerability. She's talked so much about it. And so even as two guys, you know, <laughs> It's good Back for us to where we started. Yeah. But. Two guys can talk about vulnerability. <laughs> yes, I think can. it's important. I think it's helpful for us to get that on the table and say, honestly, if I want to have that kind of life to where as a growth junkie, I want to have deep, meaningful relationships with others, even if it's just a handful, mm-hmm. I have to have vulnerability. I have to do it. And I have to expect it. So we've got to open up. We have to drop the guards down. We have to seek sacred spaces, mm-hmm. you know, where we can engage with others and be honest with them. And so how do we do it? Cause yeah. I, I want to learn something here today. So, yeah. So in the last <laughs> few minutes here, let me just kind of lay out a, a few things that you can do to develop your vulnerability. So, uh, five things, actually, I wrote these down. First is choose to be honest and open with others. Mm. You have to choose it. You have to be willing to say, I'm going to do this. Mm. So it is a choice because it doesn't come naturally. I think naturally we tend to be more you know, protective of ourselves. Right. So make the choice to be, I'm going to be as much as it depends on me, open and honest. I'm going to be that kind of person and people who meet me are going to get the real me. It's the proverbial, what you see is what you get. I got nothing to hide. So make that choice to be open and honest and even say that I'm going to be open and honest with you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be transparent with you. So you hold yourself accountable. Secondly, uh, give the gift. I mentioned this earlier, give the gift of going first in your relationships. Mm. In other words, just be the first one to reach out the first one to put the toe in the water. Mm. The reality is kind of like a junior high dance. You know, we were standing apart from each other, <laughs> wondering who's going to ask each other to dance. Everybody wants to dance, but no one's willing to ask. <laughs> so here's the thing. Just be the one to ask. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be the one to walk across the room and say, Hey, I want to know about you. Here's my story. So, and if, if you're really scared about that, just start a conversation and ask about their story, mm. ask them questions. The point is go first in your mm. relationships. Mm. Third, surround yourself with vulnerable people. Here's the reality. If you live in a world in which everybody around you has their cards against their vest, mm. you know what I mean? And plays it safe yeah. and, and everyone talks about the weather and no one ever goes there, then find some new friends. <laughs> Seriously, change your context. It's been said that you are the average, the sum average of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm -hmm. So if you surround yourself with closed people who are very careful with high walls built up around themselves, then you probably will be the same. So find a group of people who are vulnerable and you say, well, do they exist? Yes, they do. You got to find them. And the only way to find them is sort of being one yourself. Vulnerable people attract other vulnerable people. Okay. Number four, initiate reconciliation with others. Mm. Part of vulnerability is the willingness to go back and to mend fences, so to speak, with other people. Seek reconciliation. Um, A lot of times, a lot of our conflicts and the broken relationships and the trail behind us are caused by our lack of vulnerability, our unwillingness to go there. Mm. So a lot of our health in the future involves looking back into the past and seeking to restore and reconcile broken relationships that lacked vulnerability. And that's a place to practice. Yeah. And then you learn the skills to take into the future and form new relationships. But the reality is that you have to start with the past to build into the future. Right. Finally, one more thing, talk 
regularly and openly about vulnerability. Mm. In other words, make it a topic of conversation. The people hear you talk about it. They, they sort of start to believe it's a value for you. I want to be a vulnerable person. I value vulnerability. Let me be vulnerable for a minute. You know what I mean? People use the words like to be honest. I hate that. Honestly, to be honest, are you like not honest? You know, normally, what does that mean? So the other words to be frank, you know, here's another way to say it, to be vulnerable, to be honest or open with you. I just did it to be honest, to be open with you, to be open with you, to be vulnerable with you. I'm going to share this, you know, make it part of your language. You know, start talking about it and, and making it a topic in regular conversation. Yeah. And even just saying, I want to be more vulnerable. Hey, what are you doing? That I'm trying to grow in vulnerability. Mm. Just talk about it. Make it a conversation so it stays on point in your mind. Yeah. And it stays front and center. Right. And just by keeping it in view, it's like this the idea is it's like walking on a hike. You walk towards a point on the horizon, right? You, you pick out a spot and you move toward it. Otherwise, you go in circles because nobody walks at the same pace. Your, your, your left foot and your right foot don't move at the same exact pace. I, I remember being in a hunting class and talking about this. If you don't have a point on the horizon to look at and to walk toward, you're mm. going to go in circles. Mm. Interesting. You're going to go in circles. You will never get to a point in destination unless you look at a point on the horizon and you walk toward huh. it. So make the point on your horizon vulnerability. So those are five things. Choose to be honest and open. Give the gift of going first. Surround yourself with vulnerable people. Initiate reconciliation with others and talk regularly and openly about it. Those yep. are five things you can do. How does that sound, Ben? It's great. I learned something today. Oh, cool. I'm and so glad. I, one thing I learned is you are the sum average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. That has caused me to want to go back and reflect on who would those five people be? Yeah. It's a great question. Interesting exercise. Yeah. And I've, I've reflected on that myself and found it to be true. And it's not always a good thing. Hmm. So it's a matter of at what time in my life. And you, if you go back in time and look at the five people you were around the most, hmm. chances are you were a lot like them. And so if you want to change, then find people who are the change and surround yourself with them. That's a great find word. people you want to be like. Okay, so with that, we'll close this up. Thank you for joining us on this podcast episode on vulnerability. This is The Growth Junkies. I'm Kent. He's Ben. Uh, If you want to learn more about us, you can go to our website at loveandtransformation.org. You can get in contact with us there. We welcome your comments. We welcome your input, your questions. Even if you have a suggestion for a future podcast episode, get in touch with us and tell us. We do take requests. So anyway, thanks for joining us. It's been a great episode. We'll see you next time on The Growth Junkies.